Alrighty, welcome to the Hog and the Mic podcast. I'm here with uh, my college pastor, Luke Harper. Um, he is, like I said, the college pastor here at Cross Church for C3. Um, I've known him for two and a half years or so. Um, so yeah, I'll kind of let him introduce himself a little bit further, kind of, you know, tell us your, where you're from, stuff like that, anything that you think is important. Yeah, so I'm Luke. My, I'm married, been married for nine years to my wife, Kelsey. We've got two girls, Layla and Rory Kate. Um, been in Arkansas for the last nine years or so, eight or nine years, um, it seems like. I, I kind of lose track. Um, <laughs> but we grew up in Tennessee, kind of all around Tennessee, but was actually born in Dallas. Okay, So, really? And then my hometown, weirdly, is also Baton Rouge. So it's kind of a weird... All my family lives in Baton Rouge, hmm. born in Dallas, grew up in Tennessee, lived here. But How did that, like, why did you move around well, as much as you did? So, basically, my both of my parents are from Baton Rouge. Their whole family lives down there. They're, like, the only people who left, Okay. like, the family. Gotcha. So, my parents moved to Dallas, um, and that's when I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad went to school in Dallas, and so that's what brought them there, and then... He got a job in Nashville, which brought us to Nashville, and that's where I kind of grew up Okay. until we graduated high school, and then the rest is history. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, you went to, what, Boyce College, right? Yeah. Okay. Why, what brought you there? Yeah, so um, basically, so my wife uh, was a tennis player in college, so she went to Lee University. And so she started playing tennis there, and I was, like, really thinking, all right, I'm just going to follow her to school. Gotcha. Kind of felt like, you know, marriage is in the sights. Here we go. Mm. We were dating in high school and stuff. And um, my dad really insisted. He had set up a tour for me at Boyce, and he told me, like, I couldn't cancel. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, well, Dad, I don't want to go there. And um, long story short, we had that tour, and it just was pretty clear. Like, I knew it was where God wanted me to be, and... That also really like fast tracked like a lot of my like heart for ministry and gotcha. pastoring and those things too is being there and having the experiences I had there. So, gotcha. the Lord definitely went before me in that yeah. for sure. So, was that something that you knew you wanted to go into ministry and and because it was I I looked on your cross church page it was biblical and theological studies or something. Yeah. Was that something that you knew you wanted to go into pre like um, you know going into it or did you figure that out while you were there? Yeah. So I was. I was called to ministry in seventh grade. Okay. Um, but I think the call to ministry in seventh grade was not near as clear as what it is yeah. today, obviously. <laughs> in seventh grade, I knew I had left a sermon and I just heard, like, for, I don't even remember anything that guy said. Okay. But I do remember leaving feeling like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to help, you know, build the church. Yeah. Um, and then, like, kind of my youth pastors were my heroes, so I kind of thought I'd just be a youth pastor. Okay. That was kind of the, based on the people that had been in my life mm-hmm. um, from that point throughout high school. But then really, like, going into school, I, I just had a passion to be a part of a youth ministry. That was really gotcha. what I wanted to do. Gotcha. And so that, I went to school there kind of anticipating to be trained to be a student pastor. Okay, gotcha. So w- did you choose college ministry, like... Did that just kind of happen or like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, college ministry chose me okay. in some yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was here doing student ministry before this. Okay. So I've been in C3 for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, 
our college, our previous college pastor left to take a plant, uh, pastor a church in Oklahoma. Gotcha. And so Pastor Nick here at Cross Church uh, took me to lunch at Smitty's Garage. Oh, I went there for my birthday. There you uh, go, man. Two years ago. It's a lot of just great conversations happen at Smitty's Garage, I yeah. guess. So yeah. he asked me to pray about stepping into this. Gotcha. And that was not really something I had ever thought of. Um, but what start with some like nervousness of like figuring out, do I really want to do this? And yeah. the Lord really in this turned into something I'm, you know, just crazy grateful for. Gotcha. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what brought you here to Arkansas from, yeah. from Tennessee? Cross Church. Gotcha. Yeah, so okay. uh, the story of that is kind of wild. So I was a middle school pastor in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, and I was doing youth ministry there. And we did this event where we had all the local like sports teams from all over the city come. Okay. And so we had this guy that I knew, his name's Chris Lovell. Uh, come in and speak at an event that we did there and me and him had never we were always like I knew of him I don't think he ever knew of me okay but I took him to Chili's after the event was over okay and just talked to him for a couple of hours and picked his brain on ministry and those types of things and then he flew back to Texas and I never thought anything of it okay just kind of started a relationship that was cool yeah but the long story short of that is Phil McMichael, who's on staff here as the pastor of ministries, okay. is best friends with Chris Lovell. Gotcha. Okay. So the same week that Chris came back to Texas, the student pastor here was moving somewhere else. And okay. so Phil was looking for a student pastor, calls his buddy Chris. And Chris mm. says, well, I was just hanging out with this guy gotcha. in Tennessee. Gotcha. You should give him a call. Okay. And then Phil called and started talking about moving to Arkansas. Gotcha. And now rest is history, okay. I guess, you know? Very cool, so. very cool. Um, so I guess out of the, I don't know how well you can answer this, but what do you think is the most unique thing about you know, leading a, a ministry here at the University of Arkansas? Yeah, um, I think most unique would be just, I think the Lord is just doing like an unusual move of God is happening. Yeah. Specifically at the University of Arkansas, I think the University of Arkansas is very open um, and receptive to like just organizations that support Christian values. And, gotcha. But I think what the Lord's done specifically here at Cross Church has been the most like um, unusual thing that's happened is like the Lord's just raised up great college students. Yeah. I mean, guys like yourself, guys like you know the people that you know, all of our mm-hmm. dream team and people yeah. like the Lord's just gotten a hold of their life, and as a staff, we just get to kind of you know, in some ways be on the sidelines and cheer you guys on mm-hmm. as you guys go do ministry. Um, and so it's just an incredibly unique place where college students are coming here and they're realizing I'm not just here for a degree. Yeah. I'm here for something more than that. And that's something I'll, you know, for as long as I'm the college pastor, but even after I'll look, never forget. It's mm-hmm. been a, such a blessing, man. That's cool. Um, is there, like, have you seen at other universities it not being as open to you know, Christian lifestyles or, or yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think like, I think guys I talk to around the country and different people in college ministry world would definitely say that Arkansas, like, um, even guys like Steve Shadrack, we were talking about earlier, like <laughs> he would tell you, I think, like that Arkansas is a unique place that the Lord just kind of placed his hand and blessed ministries here. Gotcha. Not that it's not receptive other places, but it just seems like there's something really special going on. Gotcha. At Arkansas where like, 
all the Christian camps know they got to come here to recruit okay. because there's just a there's a group of students here that are really passionate about yeah you know seeing Jesus impact the the university. So I, I don't know that they know. I think the university has a lot to do with it, but I think it's the students on campus and their influence, which is becoming you know generational. Yeah, that has has really caused that to happen. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I mean, we've clearly seen major things happening in this ministry. I mean, we're here in this building, which is still undergoing. Yeah. There are people who are still working on this building every day that I see here. Right. Um, But what do you think is, where do you think we go from here in terms of, you know, C3 ministry and and Mm. stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I think we've been on a, a journey of like, um, really just giving our yes to the Lord daily and jumping into areas of serving and those types of things. And we've been across the street in our worship center. Yeah. This has kind of been like an anticipated time for a while now yeah. since the news kind of broke. But now I think it's thinking about, okay, now that we're here, I think the Lord's really bringing us a lot of new people, a lot mm-hmm. of people who maybe never would have come across the street. Yeah. But now they're seeing the basketball gym downstairs, the coffee shop throughout the week, like yep. all these things. And they're yeah. saying, wow, this is, I think it's just going to give Cross Church and specifically C3 a front door with people in their first few months of college mm-hmm. to where we can get creative as a ministry to say, well, what, what more can we do to utilize this building and this resource? Yeah. Um, and so what does it look like to, you know, do like reserve rooms for group projects and for us to create intramural leagues in the gym and Mm -hmm. do things that are throughout the week that make this place like a home for college students. Yeah. Um, But even just beyond that, just continuing to empower students to do the work of the ministry. And so as we get more people, it's not like, all right, let's, let's do more programs that staff leads, but just like, how can we put students in a position to use their gifts that the Lord's given them to influence those people? And I think we're seeing that already this semester just had an incredible semester so far this year, but um, I think it's going to be more of the same with Gosh. different and new opportunities that some we know and some we don't even know yet, yeah. but I'm excited to see what those will be. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, okay, so you've been doing this for four, you said four, five years now? Yeah, I'm in my fifth college year. Your fifth college year, okay. So, Okay, so when you started, we were still over there, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So over your four and a half years or whatever now, do you feel like you, is there a one highlight or one, Mm. you know, one major first thing that comes to your head when people say, you know, what's the best part about your job or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the highlight is the students and the stories with NC3 and the people. I think there's a, if you're looking for like a memory or something like that, I think you know, obviously I went through COVID with C3. Okay. So I yeah. think, yeah, I, didn't think I always go back to, we took a break from services for a while. Okay. We met in homes all throughout our city, public houses and did that journey. But then our first semester back, we did social distance services in the worship really? center across the street. Um, in the spring of, I guess that would have been 21, 21 a year yeah. after everybody went home. Okay. And so we ended that semester with April 28th, and I'll just never forget, like that was a night where we had some testimony nights, or testimonies, but then we called people to respond and saw, um, you know, 30-something people get baptized that night. I think it was 32 people got baptized that night. 
and we had we had guys that were driving back to campus having conversations with their friends being convicted of what the Lord was doing in their life that they needed to walk in obedience calling us and driving back to the church wow. to be baptized so I was in the baptistry till 11:30 that night jeez and it was a really cool like culminating moment for us I think as a mm-hmm. staff to like and as a dream team of like we'd all been working so hard yeah. in that season and trusting the Lord for the future. Gotcha. And it was like the last Wednesday of the semester that okay. semester the Lord just kind of put his hand of favor on us and said like I'm doing something that you know not of. Yeah. You know and wow. from then on it's just been this spirit of the Lord moving in ways we can't really mm-hmm. describe other than just like he's continued to just blow our minds yeah. with what he's doing. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I, that's, I had heard about that night. You know, I, I wasn't here then, but yeah. I didn't know that people were like driving back. Yeah. Come. That's funny. I, that's funny. Yeah. It was wild, man. Right. Um, okay. So, um, next thing, like, I guess, well, I guess I want to back up a little bit. Did you feel, I know you said seventh grade was kind of when you felt like you had that call to ministry initially. Yeah. Um, did you feel like from that point on, did you feel kind of a calling or a, I guess, or that I've been using with other people is like an obligation to, you know, push, like, did you feel an obligation to step into a role to lead people to the gospel? Mm. And, and was that a sustained kind of thing or did you kind of feel that in seventh grade and then three years later kind of like, I don't know, and then came back to it? Yeah. Um, I think there was a there was a clear like call. Like I think the Lord has specifically put on my heart to preach and lead. Like those things, I tell people all the time. Like calling is something that the Lord uniquely gives you, and then He gives you assignments under that God given calling. Okay. And so, like in seventh grade, I think I felt the call to lead my peers um, towards the Lord in some way. Okay. And I wasn't even to a place spiritually really <laughs> to do that well, yeah. but I I felt the burden to do it. Okay. Um, and that fleshed itself out in a lot of different ways. I mean, I remember trying to like launch my own AAU travel basketball team, and I'm just trying to like lead people to join it, you know, and uh-huh. little expressions of like wanting to just lead and gotcha. make a difference. Okay. And so I think it went, you know, throughout middle school and high school and college. Like the Lord just gave me opportunities, but then really faithful men in my life who discipled me, called me out on my, you know, stupidity at times, but. Uh-huh also gave me opportunities to lead. Okay. And I think that was massively crucial. Like the Mark LaFleurs gotcha. and Carter Collins and Shane Sisks and others of my life that just looked at me and said, hey, I'm gonna give you this. Gotcha. And it was in those moments where I started to really believe that about myself. Okay. And that the Lord was really doing it. And so then now it translates even now to like, you know, looking at C3 students and saying the same thing. Yeah. And just like, hey, you can lead, you can do these things. Yeah. Um, because that's what I've experienced too, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. So I guess in one thing that I kind of like what you said, like, you know, you didn't, maybe at the time in seventh grade, right, you didn't feel like you were in a spiritual what, what was the word that you, like, yeah, you didn't feel like you were like, yeah, like you didn't feel that, ready yeah. to, to, I don't know, to take that step right at the time and lead. Yeah. I think that is something that personally I feel a lot is yeah. I I don't 
I feel like I'm, I don't know, maybe overstepping might be the word, mm -hmm. or like I don't want to tell someone to do something that I'm not doing myself. Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like it, hypocrisy is something that I hate to feel. Yeah, sure. Myself. How do you overcome that? Or like what is... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's yeah. my biggest thing. Is I, I feel like I want to get a lot better at that, and sure. I am, I don't know that it it hurts me to try to, when I know that I should be, you know, pushing that, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I, I think I've heard it said like, you know, people say all the time like you can't lead people where you're not at yourself. Exactly. But I I've also heard a, another take on that that says you can't lead people where you're not willing to go yourself. Okay. It's like I think we're all in progress, yeah. right? And like we're always going to be in pro progress of just like no one's ever going to be perfect. Yeah. But I think that the heart behind it is saying like, okay, I want God's best for those around me as mm -hmm. well as for myself. And so I'm going to press into the Lord and be dependent upon him. Yeah. And then as, he, as the Spirit gives us things, I think he's always going to give us things that we're unqualified and underdeveloped for. Okay. Like, I think that's the way that he works to, to stretch us and grow us. Gotcha. And so if I'm only walking, like I would have told you, Will, like a year ago, if you would have told me we're going to launch two services in C3 and move into a 32,000 square foot college ministry building, yeah. I probably would have said, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> um, and I still don't really believe that I can do that. Mm. I really do think the Lord has done all of this. And I think that's the place where the greatest formation is had, right? Because yeah. we have to fight that fear with faith and trust that the Lord's going to do the work. And yeah. we've just got to be faithful in the everyday. Yeah. You know? So I think battling that reality of like, at the end of the day, spiritual leadership is really not about you. It's about those that the Lord's entrusted to your care. But ultimately, it's about what the Lord wants to do. And so if you're in a position or I'm in a position or whoever's in a position of leadership, the Lord's placed you in that position of leadership as a voice in their life. Yeah. And so okay. being willing to be bold in that, I think, is just being faithful to what the Lord puts on your heart. And also praying for those people and knowing them well enough to be able to know what that really looks like. Okay. Um, that way you're not just doing whatever it is you want, but you're, yeah. you're really just asking the Lord to give it to you. Gotcha. Um, so. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, it, it, I know that I, I want to get better in that area, and I know that I should like it's a it's a good thing right but yeah. i don't know it's just that has forever been my roadblock i guess yeah. it's just getting over that feeling of like i of that hypocrisy that i absolutely overcomes me i guess but yeah um okay so yes so uh you were you know talking about just you know leading people um and my next follow-up i guess to that is like what do you think is the hardest thing or the the culture around us now especially in college like with you know when you're dealing with college students is pushing a quote-unquote college lifestyle honestly that's a term that I don't like but yeah. you know partying drinking yeah. um, you know premarital sex all that kind of stuff um, how do you how do you fight that how do you mm. convince college students that that is not what is best for them? Yeah. Well, I think ultimately the best 
defense to that is a good offense of like, we just got to preach the truth yeah. and show them Jesus. I think that's what we try to do in C3 is not come down with condemnation that like, hey, you're doing these things and you're walking in sin, mm-hmm. but rather being able to point them to Jesus and show what John 10, 10 really promises, right? That the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that may have life and have it abundantly. There's an abundant life you can have with Christ. Yeah. And that he loves you unconditionally. And that even in the midst of all that partying, all that stuff that you just mentioned in a quote unquote college lifestyle, mm-hmm. even though all that stuff may be there and that you may have experienced that, the Lord saw all of that and willfully went to the cross to die for those things so that you could be reunited with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the power of the truth of the gospel that pulls college students to understand that is far more worth my life yeah. than this. Mm-hmm. And as hard and as like brokenness filled as some of that is in college ministry specifically, it's also the most rewarding like ministry in the world. Yeah. When you see those light bulbs come on mm-hmm. and the wheels start turning of like, no, the Lord really does love me and yeah. he has a plan for my life and I can turn from these things and walk in freedom. Um, and, you know, thankfully, prayerfully, gratefully, we've gotten to see that over and over again in C3. And stories from this stage of people who've seen that, mm-hmm. as like Paul says, you know, like he he sees that side of life and it counts it all rubbish in comparison to knowing Christ. And yeah. we're seeing college students really understand that. And I think telling that story and allowing them hearing their peers say that story as well is so much better than me just preaching yeah. from a stage, but being able to be in public houses and in relationships with people who've said, man, this is what I had, mm-hmm. and this is what I now have in Christ. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the best way that we've seen that come, that that battle be won in some gotcha. instances um, amongst our crew here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think personally that I can understand the, you know, the the facts or whatever, like I can intake all the information, but um, personally, the thing that really convinces me, I guess, is to see the the personal stories and the like the tr- the genuine joy that yeah. people have in you know walking in faith right. and and seeing how that like changes their life on a day to day basis. You yeah. know, like yeah. I feel like before I was really, you know, taking my faith seriously or, or you know, really, like, trusting God and, and all that he has for me, like, I mean, I was quicker to, you know, be, I was irritated more easily, you yeah. know, just, like, things like that. Like, th- three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, uh, we had a pipe burst under our sink, and we had an oh, engine yeah. water in our whole living room. Like, yeah. uh, like, I called the maintenance guy. I was freaking out a bit at the beginning, but, like, right. After that, I mean, you know, I did all I could. They were fixing it, and you know, Tyler and I went to the gym. It was like I was fine, you know. And yeah. I feel like before, like just little things like that would, I mean, that would ruin my week. I mean, like yeah. you know, now I got to sleep, and I got eight fans in, in our house. And it's loud, and it's like ah, I don't, you know. Now I feel like it's it's stuff like that where it's like okay, I it all it all stems from faith and just trusting that. You know, things like this will pass. Right. You know, there, there are bigger things to worry about. No, for sure. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, like you said, like those kind of personal stories, like, yeah. and, and the, the genuine joy that you get from that yeah. is, 
the most powerful tool that you have. So yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, and then, okay, so let's see, give me one second. I've been jumping around a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, alrighty. Um, it's been four and a half years now, right? You said you've two kids, mm -hmm. five and two? Yeah, almost two. Almost two. How, how long do you think you'll be here? Are you planted here for, you know? Yeah. The yeah. days to come, or yeah. what's? Do you have well, a long-term plan? Well, I think uh, you know I'm here till the Lord tells me otherwise. Okay. I think is the plan, right? So, you know, that's how I ended up here. It's how yeah. I'll, you know, eventually I'm gonna get too old for <laughs> this grind <laughs> of you know nothing happens in college ministry before 10 p.m. It feels like so. <laughs> uh, eventually, that'll I'll age out. But as long as the Lord will have me, I'm gonna be more than happy and grateful you yeah. know for the opportunity to be college pastor here so yeah no it's been seriously will always be one of the greatest blessings of my life and yeah. i'm crazy grateful that i've gotten to you know this season's unique you know moving into the mm -hmm. building walking through covid like there's just been some kind of mountaintops yeah of ministry for me personally but even for c32 that i just mm -hmm. share with c3 that's something i'll just always have and always be grateful for yeah so that's kind of funny. That was one of the things that I was kind of anticipating you saying was like, eventually you'll get too old for college ministry. Yeah. What do you think? Like, is there something where you're like, you know, if I get to this point, like maybe that's a sign. <laughs> uh, well, there was a, uh, you know, a girl in C3 got me out and knockout two nights ago, twice in a row. Ooh. So that, that broke my confidence pretty significantly. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign of things to come. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think the Lord's really brought us a lot of, like, you know, the staff is younger, and yeah. they're they're leading really, really well. So it's really a team thing. It's not really a me thing. Gotcha, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there's times where just, like, eventually, like, age of my kids and stuff is mm -hmm. going to make it more interesting in the future. But yeah. whenever that time comes, it'll come. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, so. Uh, has the has the staff for C3 always been fairly young or because I know what is like the yeah. median age of yeah I mean I'm the, the oldest okay. for sure I'm, I'm 30 <laughs> um, which is not that old but it is old for college ministry for sure uh, but like you know I think the average age of our staff has always kind of been around 25 26 okay, I thought so. um, and so even historically since I've been here and even before that um, this the staff has kind of been younger yeah. Um, and I think it's always good, too, because I think there's, even with me being 30, like, I think there's just a relational, I think the staff connects well with college students because yeah. it's not that we're in the same season, but we're in a, a little bit, a little few steps ahead mm -hmm. season where we're able to really relate to what it looks like to be walking through the same things yeah. and being able to give advice and talk through, here's where we've struggled or messed up, but gotcha. also you know, even seeing college students walk through that and being able to, like we talked about earlier, just them being the voices back into their peers and mm. underclassmen and those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, it's always kind of been that way. It may not always be that way, but yeah. that's what the Lord's brought us. You know, it really has just been the Lord bringing people after per person after person mm -hmm. that's unique to see through, regardless of their age. I think the Lord just brought the right people in the right time. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. So. Um, okay, well, I guess last question. What is, 
deal. Out of all your time here and in Tennessee, and, and I guess just over your 30 years of life, what yeah. would be your overarching kind of life lesson slash mm. advice that you, you know, thing that, that you've experienced that has been the most influential to you? Kind of everything wrapped into one. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Um, you know, I think the word that comes to mind is surrender where it's just like, man, life in God's hands is far better than life in your hands. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's really painful and difficult, but it's always worth it. So I think that would be one thing I would say, just like give your yes to the Lord every day and trust him with the in-between yeah. and you'll never regret where he takes you. And I think the other thing is like, people are the world, like God's most precious resource. Mm -hmm. Right, like he didn't die so that we could have 401ks. Like it, <laughs> Jesus didn't come on the cross so that we could build careers for ourselves. It, he, he died so that we could be reconciled back to him and then be the ministers of reconciliation to others. And so I think like my story um, really is a product of so many people investing in a goofball uh -huh. <laughs> over a period of time and casting vision for me to believe things I didn't believe about myself, but ultimately believe things about God that I didn't believe about God. Gotcha. And it's in those moments that I, I can be where I'm at now. I'm standing on the shoulders of hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. And I think like if we can remind ourselves that life really is about people, surrendering to the Lord and then being obedient when he calls us to minister and serve others. Gotcha. Um, we won't regret that. I think we will regret the times in which we elevate things. Mm -hmm over the Lord and things over people. Um, it's like we talked about all the time with like in college ministry, you're not just here to go to college, right? You're here to leverage your life for the gospel and for others while being in college. And I think that's why we say it here is because this is the preparation season of your life. Mm -hmm. So if we can get that message here and understand that before we start our careers and raise our families and money and all these things become these big things, then we're gonna be able to you know, walk in that surrender and live for people because yeah. we built the foundation of that in college where we learned how to be men and women of God who walk in surrender and who are living for, for others. Cool. So, yeah, man. Very wonderful. Last question, who's your favorite dream teamer? It's gotta be you, dude. It's gotta be you. <sighs> you know, I didn't set him up. I didn't I set him up. That's the answer. That was just, that was genuine. So, <laughs> the rest of you guys, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, that was wonderful. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah. There you and go. Thank you to um, ben here and the rest of the Cross Church crew for letting us use this incredible camera. The quality on this is going to be, I mean, blowing the rest of it out of the water. So <laughs> yeah. thanks to them. And uh, yeah, I will see you later. And yeah. um, perfect. Wonderful. Peace. See y'all.